This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dett. Today we are talking Cardinals baseball and we bring in Joe Trezza who covers the Cardinals for us. Joe, let's talk a little bit about Paul DeYoung's contract because I know that's been a hot topic down there at spring training. Six years, $26 million. Why is he justified in getting this contract and what can they expect from him going forward? Well, the interesting thing about Paul's contract is that um, he is the youngest player in terms of service time right, to ever, to ever be extended su- such a, a big deal in terms of length and money. So there's, he's locked in now for six years, $26 million as the Cardinals shortstop. There are two club options at the, at the end of the deal that could make it uh, an eight-year deal that keeps him in St. Louis through 2025. Um, and if both of those club options are exercised, uh, the contract could be worth $51.5 million in total. Now, Paul DeYoung didn't come up in, into the big leagues until May of last season, so he has less than a year of service time. Um, and no player with less than a year of service time has ever been given an extension like this. Um, the contract is somewhat comparable to the deal that the White Sox uh, struck with, with Tim Anderson, shortstop Tim Anderson last year. Uh, however, it's for slightly more money. Um, but the way the Cardinals see it is that locking up DeYoung gives them some cost certainty going forward, and it gives DeYoung some financial security at the same time. Um, it's, it's kind of in line with the deals that they extended to Stephen Piscotty, Colton Wong, and others in the past. Alan Craig was one of them. Matt Carpenter's another. Um, and and they're, they're these win-win type deals that even if they don't work out, the player – uh, is still so cost controlled that the club could then move him as as they did with Stephen Piscotty to Oakland this winter and or Alan Craig uh, to Boston a few years ago. Um, and then when the deals do work out with someone like Matt Carpenter, uh, that player develops into an all-star uh, at a very team-friendly rate. So uh, it, it seems at this point to be a kind of a win-win for both sides. All right, so Paul DeYoung is happy. Unfortunately, Tommy Pham is not. I was talking to Jennifer Langosh on the podcast, Joe, before you hopped on covering the cards this spring, and I was telling her about my hot take that I picked Tommy Pham as the NL MVP for 2018, mainly based on what he did in 2017. I was just really impressed. I know a lot of other people were too, but he doesn't think that the Cardinals showed appreciation for what he did last year. He feels undervalued because the team couldn't come to an agreement on his contract. What's the latest here, and what's he saying about this entire situation? Okay, so here's the deal. Now, let's let's just stay with me because it's a little complicated when we sit through all this contract stuff. But um, clubs uh, hold the right to impose co- uh, salary figures on all of their pre-arbitration eligible players, which means that they can basically say, "This is how much you're making this season before you hit arbitration." Now, m- what most clubs do is they negotiate small, small. Uh, adjustments in their salaries, like small raises with those players as a, as a, a kind of like a morsel of goodwill. Um, 
just say, look, we, you know, we, we have all the leverage here, but here, we still appreciate what you did. You're, we're going to give you a bit of a raise. Now, when the club and the player can't agree on that raise, uh, the club renews the contract, which means it dictates the term of the salary. That's what happened between the Cardinals and Tommy Pham. Um, and it, this, this is, you know, renewals are rare, but they tend to happen when star players uh, perform very well without a lot of service time under their belt. So their production and their salary don't really line up. Um, Mike Trout has been renewed in the past. Uh, Jacob deGrom has been renewed. Garrett Cole. It's kind of a silent protest to say, um, I don't agree with what I'm being paid, so I'm not going to settle for for a salary that doesn't match my production. So that's how Tommy Pham feels. And to your point, he had well, he had a 306, 411, uh, 520 slash line last year. He's He's one of the. He's the first player in Cardinal history to slash 300, 400, 500 with 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases. So he had a very unique season. Uh, he was one of only three players in the big leagues to to accomplish all those goals. The other ones were Jose Altuve and uh, Mike Trout. So the way he sees it, he's an elite player um, who put up elite production, and he's not being paid as much as. The, but for the club's perspective, um, he's a young player with not a lot of service time and not much of a track record. So. Um, there is an impasse there, and now the question is, will it impact uh, Tommy's play on the field and the relationship between him and the club going forward? All right. You wrote about Matt Carpenter, who you said could potentially not be ready for opening day. You asked the fans, should you be worried about Matt Carpenter's back? No, but yes. So what do you mean by that? Well, that's what we asked Mike Matheny yesterday. Are, are you worried about Carpenter's back? And he said no. And then he paused for a while, and then he said but yes. <laughs> and what he meant was that he's not worried that Carpenter's back will be healthy by opening day, but he is worried that maybe Carpenter hasn't gotten the uh, repetitions uh, and, and, and kind of the, the experience against live pitching this spring to where his timing would be ready for opening day. So he feels that he, uh, from a hitter standpoint, Carpenter might be delayed and not on track to be as sharp as possible for opening day, even though his back does appear like it will be healthy by then. Um, Carpenter is swinging off the tee. He has been simulating swings with the trainers uh, as part of a swing progression uh, project. That, that, that's how Mike Matheny kind of, kind of coins it. Um, and the hope is that he will be facing you know, live pitching soon and then appear in a game uh, here in the Grapefruit League somewhere down the line. But Matheny made it very clear that he's kind of at a point now where about three weeks out from opening day where – he needs to kind of get his timing uh, to where it needs to be if he's going to be ready for the season. All right. Speaking of injuries, rehab, recovery, how's Alex Reyes doing? That's always a hot topic with Cards fans. Yeah, so Alex Reyes is scheduled to throw another live bullpen session tomorrow. He is right on track in terms of that. This would be, I believe, his third one. Um, and the Cardinals still have a soft kind of return date for him uh, of May 1st. Uh, every, he's been hitting every milestone in his rehab that he has to hit. Uh, he has now thrown fastballs, change-ups, and breaking balls off the mound against live hitters. Um, and I guess the next the next two or three months are basically going to be uh, just in terms of, like, if he could stay on that track without any setbacks, uh, he looks like he'll be able to return healthy sooner rather than later. Uh, Brett Cecil threw and allowed a run on two hits over an inning of work in a B game against the Marlins. What did the team see there that they liked? All right, so Cecil uh, was was about a week late to camp because of a personal matter uh, and a family issue that he has not uh, discussed. 
that has kind of delayed his schedule a bit a bit this spring. Uh, the Cardinals are hopeful that it doesn't it doesn't preclude him from being ready for opening day. And as a reliever, um, they might be in luck there because as a reliever, you don't really need that much preparation in the spring to be ready for the season. Uh, We've seen Luke Gregerson really not get much work this spring uh, just because he's such a veteran guy and because he throws in such short spurts, right? So he only needs probably four or five or six outings over the course of a spring to be ready for the season. The Cardinals are hoping that that's Cecil's case as well. Um, that said, they were happy to see him on the mound uh, today in, in a B game against the Marlins. That's kind of a first step towards getting him back there and hopefully um, him being the pitcher that, that they signed him to be before last season, which was a lefty who's good at getting lefties out. Uh, he wasn't that last season. So um, it was a bit of a disappointing year for him. And um, he is looking to improve in that area going forward. Hey, Joe, since the last time we talked to you, Carlos Martinez was scratched from that Friday start, but Norris started in his place, and it was for personal reasons. What's the latest on Carlos Martinez? Correct. So Carlos Martinez was back in camp the following day. Uh, He has not left again, and he is on track to start tomorrow against the Marlins on a day that would have been his regularly scheduled day, right? So he hasn't missed any throwing. He he hasn't changed his routine at all. Um, and nothing about this issue was physical, so I don't think Car- uh, Cardinal fans really need to worry. How excited should Cardinals fans be about all the bases that this team is stealing so far this spring? Colm Wong is running all over people left and right. He really is. He seems to be taking off every every chance he, he can. Um, he uh, Colton just, just stole another base here today as we're recording this against the Nationals. That was his sixth of the spring, and if you remember... Uh, Colton Wong was a guy who stole 20 bases in his first full season a few years ago. He only stole eight last year in 108 games. So that's been part of his game that's kind of taken a step back as he's had to deal with various injuries throughout the year. Um, And it's something that he's really looking to incorporate more this season. Colton Wong came into camp uh, the lightest that he ever has uh, this year, he said, and that was due to um, him taking up yoga in the off season, and he's hoping to be more flexible to kind of um, to kind of make sure he can stay healthy through a full season, uh, and that his legs really um, are are underneath him the whole year, and that could lead to some increased uh, uh, base stealing, or at least or at least attempting to steal more bases, um, which was something that he he did in the past and has really cut out lately. Um, uh, on top of Colton, the, there's also been a, a prospect outfielder in camp named Oscar Mercado, who's been turning a lot of heads. Um, Mike Matheny says that he has the uh, the he has he has the heart of a burglar. I, I think is the exact quote. Um, Mercado is a, a lanky outfielder who has stolen uh, 50 bases in the minor leagues in the past, and he's really trying to make an impression this spring. He's been basically taking off every time he steps on first base. Um, and for for the most part, he's been successful. So he's been exciting as well. Base running and defense, that's how a lot of teams get it done. So we'll see how the uh, Cardinals handle that. Home runs too, by the way. And I know this outfield is going to absolutely crush this ball this season. How many home runs do you think this outfield could hit in 2018? Okay, so so we have to do a little bit of math for that, right? And, and, and to do any projection, it's tough. It's tough. I have to talk it out because it's not my strong suit. Uh, but whenever I like to do uh, – 
kind of projections like this, I, I like to be conservative, right? Because you never know what the season's going to bring in terms of injuries and, or whatnot. So um, I can conservatively predict that Marcelo Suna will reach the 30 home run plateau again. Uh, he had 37 last season. I can conservative, conservatively say Tommy Pham hits 20 home runs this season. He had 23 last year. And I can conservatively predict Dexter Fowler hits 15 after hitting 18 last season, which was a career high. Um, and when we're predicting this, we, we're talking about the three starting outfielders, right? Not the not the backups or the bench players. Uh, so I'm going to say 15 plus 20 plus 30 is 65. That's where I put the over-under for this outfield. And it should be one of the more prolific units uh, throughout Major League Baseball. All right. That's a lot to look forward to for this card stand base. And uh, I know they are absolutely chomping at the bit to be able to see these guys go yard and maybe go catch some of those home runs. That's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Cardinals edition. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, so make sure you stay tuned. Thanks, Joe. Okay, Alexa. Talk, talk to you then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.